0: Business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It's finally our time, Jonah. We're waiting a long time to go on today. I almost feel like... Like those in lockdown waiting to get their first bottle of alcohol when the, the supply ran out. But, uh, let me introduce you to everybody. Joan and I do is the founder or co-founder of a company called Dry Dock. Dry Dock is actually a bottle store. And what I loved about reading the press release is that you guys were hit really hard on the side of the head, given three or four days to sort of make a move. And the main concern that came out from everything that I read was your staff. How are we going to retrain staff? How are we going to look after staff? How are we going to get through this was the last sort of thought. But you put your staff first, and that was your thought process. Jonah, welcome to High FM. Thanks for having us on your show. Pleasure. Good. Give us a bit of a background. I'm not the biggest drinker, so it's not surprising I haven't heard of you. So who are you guys? Why did you find another bottle store? What's it all
1: about? So, you know, we started a journey about three years, uh, three years ago, my business partner, Martin and I. And um we willingly follow the passion to go into the liquor industry. Um and I obviously also personally wanted to explore the retail aspect. I think uh you know had a strong yearning for that. Um but, uh, again, better sense, got into the liquor industry in already very competitive and tough uh, market. And we quickly realized that um, we had to position ourselves as an experiential store. You know, had to be some kind of entertainment in the way we uh, we retailed and uh, engaged with our clients. And that's what we were. We were an experiential store, uh, engaging with our customers through physical tastings in our store, um, having winemakers over and launching their new vintages, or or even craft and artisanal producers uh, sharing their new products, uh, locally crafted, of course, and um, and that's how we you know h- how we grew a brand. Um, you were quite mm-hmm. right, to uh, You were quite right to say we we got hit on the side of the head. Um, but I must tell you, before being hit on the side of the head with the lockdown opening up, I think not trading for two months. Um, we were carrying a, a severe headache, um, and then it all opened up. And I think the point you made about staff—I mean, we were at a crossroads about um, contemplating: what do we do? Do we, you know, do we, do we scale back? Um, do we go into a hole and wait for this thing to uh, appear? And we chose to to focus on our online store. Um, we always had an online store, but I think we we obviously focused a lot on the uh, physical aspects of it physically trading. And and that's what we did in that lockdown, um, worked on building our store, adding a variety of products on it, and working with the suppliers to bring us uh, better value for our customers.
0: John, let me ask you, when when lockdown came, did you guys automatically shift into, okay, we've now got an online platform and not, we might not have sort of maximized its potential, but let's go there and really milk it for everything it's worth? and see it as an opportunity, or was it something that you sort of just went with as the time went by and the necessity became the mother of invention? I have to uh,
1: be honest and say it was the latter, you know. Uh, uh, in adversity, often, often uh, you, you know, you, you're thinking, as you say, there's no box uh, to think out of, um, and that's what we did. It was a issue of necessity and keeping the brand and the people and the jobs alive, and that's what we did. Um, and and not just build a store. I think one of the things that we did do was engage and host virtual wine tastings, uh, attracting a number of you know charismatic winemakers uh, that were able to hold an audience, and uh, and yeah, help people uh, have some fun. Uh, in the lockdown. What what fascinated me about that is that you invited
0: existing clients onto it. Number one, it was an exposure for the winemakers. It was a time to actually meet the the name on the bottle, on the label, so to speak, face-to-face. And number two, you found a tremendous increase in volumes or your sales
1: volumes actually went up. Quite right, uh, Avi. I think what happened is that a lot of the winemakers themselves had the followings, and we, we tapped into those followings in addition to having our existing um, customers join us. I think one of the advantages has been that um, it's opened up a global audience for us. I mean, often we would sit on a call and, uh, and suddenly we'd have people from Switzerland and Mauritius and the States and the U.K., just following a winemaker or, um, you know, getting excited about South African wine. As you know, we have exceptional value in South African wine. Um, and um, and that turned our business around. I mean, that uh, really boosted the volumes on the on the store. And, and we saw, you know, um, a much better volume than we had had traditionally in our stores.
0: There's a very famous chap called Barack Obama, who's apparently famous or his favorite wine is the South African wine. Um, He wasn't, he didn't uh, join you, did you, did he by any chance?
1: No, we weren't so lucky.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but what is amazing is that all of a sudden you've gone from being a community store uh, in a physical, in a physical shop where I would have to either drive to you or call you to get a delivery, um, where now I can go online, I can see the stuff, I can most probably get a better price than I would have got before, especially for volume. And all of a sudden, I can now interact. I can learn more about more about the product in the comfort of my home. So, you know, I just worked out for me to drive to you is about twenty five minutes. Twenty five minutes back, half an hour in the store. That's an hour and a half story. Whereas the, the forty minutes, I get to see everything. I get to understand everything. My order will take me another five minutes and gets delivered the next day. But what I loved about it is that. How did you come up with the idea as to who to use for your delivery?
1: So I, I think that um, I mean the the reality of it was that coming out of lockdown, the entire logistics and supply chain industry was uh, was impacted, and uh, traditional couriers and uh, and other logistics firms were coping with the as the economy opened up, were coping with backlogs themselves and greater demand. I mean. Uh, we, what we also saw that was, um, uh, you know, wine farms themselves were, like, supplying individuals in, in, in that process. So um, I, I don't think the, the logistics companies and traditional careers could cope with it. One of the things that we did was uh, we, we really enhanced the, the – um, um, or harnessed, I should say, the gig economy – and uh, reached out to e-hailing motorbikes that were already reading from restaurants, not trading, right? And um, we were fortunate that we were talking to a lot of people and uh, Martin, my business partner, stumbled upon the um, e-hailing uh, uh, bikes. And um, there's nothing more rewarding, be I can tell you, than uh, getting an online order and being able to have that delivery in an hour at somebody's home, you know, in a, Acceptable ages to us. Uh, 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 immediate gratification is brilliant.
0: You know, Jenna, listening to you, um, you know, number one, I, I almost wish I was sitting with you in your store because the, the the enthusiasm, the the ethics, the the centricity around doing good business that involves a community is infectious and that's really what comes across. On the line with me, we have Jonah Naidu is the co-founder of Dry Doc. Jonah and co-founder of Dry Dock, but got am online up and running. My I can go on and I can order my stuff. It arrives. You are now employing people who were otherwise you working for mainly fast food outlets are now working for you. And that opportunity to go to work for both will hopefully come back soon. But if I wanted to come to your store, I don't have to get out of my car. I can place an order and you'll come to me. And not only that, in order to facilitate that, you guys have stuck your neck out even further and gone and employed more people or made opportunities available to even more people. Flish that out for us a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, we operate from a very um, uh, small physical presence uh, in our store in Parkhurst. Um, we knew that with social distancing and all the other measures that we have in place – um, wouldn't allow us to have the foot traffic that we would need to run a retail store. Uh, that would impact us. We knew that people were um, concerned about safety, and so we piloted the uh, drive-through. We did that before lockdown because we had such a big rush um, for orders prior to the lockdown. Uh, we were able to pilot it then, and it worked, uh, you know, really well. We're encouraged that we could do well with it. And um, and and we kept doing it. Um, we implemented it as soon as we uh, could fulfill our orders uh, at level three. Community perspective, I think what we saw is that, um, I mean, our street is uh, made up of restaurants and uh, and other small businesses. Our street was really hurting as we got back to trading. I mean, you could see the solidarity from the residents and the community itself that uh, we are back up and trading and and uh, you know the faith in small business. Um and what we had to do was um we knew that we had uh more work that we could cope with. We're a tiny team and uh we reached out to car guards that had lost their jobs on our street. Um we are suddenly running a warehouse, we are picking, we are packing, um and we we had that team of people, you know, uh I think since the lockdown three uh levels were lifted uh or came into effect. And we also reached out to uh, the staff from our restaurants around us um, that were, you know, waiting to get back to work. So I do think that as a community, I think it's made us stronger and, uh, um, you know, uh, looking after each other. Um, the same way our neighbors next door to us. The restaurant has given us space to operate a, a small warehouse and a, a picking and packing operation. Um, so there's definitely a sense of spread. I do think we also wanted to extend that to um, our suppliers, and we we re- realized in the time that we were not trading that we also have to sp- support other small businesses. These are craft and artisanal producers of gins and wines and other liquor products um, and see their businesses grow. They were all hard hit themselves, and I think it's the support. That we needed, um, to provide as well to, on the supply side of our business.
0: And the more I listen to you, the more I think, you know, starting point is that the alcohol business is a, is a double-edged sword. It is a, a stunning of people participating for, to celebrate good and happy times to, to enjoy. And it unfortunately has a, a, a downside or nefarious side to it where, you know, a lot of ill can be done because of it. But what you've done is you've tapped into the happy side, so to speak, the responsible side, and you've built a whole ecosystem around that. And the word community, you must have mentioned a few times. You've mentioned it a few times in your press release. And really what it's all about is it's taking a business that can be pretty benign just like anybody else in the street, and yet you've you've sort of made it at the center of the community where everybody's involved, everybody's benefiting. And I have no doubt that when the shops and the restaurants open up again, hopefully soon, that they will be turning to you just like they were available to you and you were available to them. And the whole economy will get back up on its feet far quicker than it would have otherwise. We're really out of time, and I wish I had you for another half an hour. But let me just ask you two things. First of all, how do people get hold of you how do people be in touch with you?
1: Best platform is our online store, Avi. It's um, drydockliquor.co.za, and then you'll find us on all the show, social platforms, Instagram and uh, Facebook. Um, um, yeah, that's where you'll uh, you'll you'll connect with us.
0: And on that note, if I wanted to order just a small amount, a six pack of beer and a bottle of whiskey, what would the delivery charge for that be if I live within twenty k's of you?
1: So it's. Um, well, we ha- we we stagger it in terms of the value of uh, of an offering, and right. if you in the radius around us, it's uh, it's uh, negligible. Um, it's it's really uh, you know shipping costs really uh, add up when you're uh, beyond a certain distance, like 30 k's or something beyond us.
0: But okay, that's what it is. So then there's nothing too small; it will always be delivered and it will always arrive timely.
1: Absolutely
0: great. And then lastly, please just give up the
1: physical address of your store. So Dry Dock, situated in 37 4th Avenue, Parkhurst. Um, yeah, find our online store, drydockliquor.co.za.
0: Fantastic. Jonah, we're out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. Just wish you guys everything of the best. Continue to support the community, continue to do well, make huge amounts of profits because it's clearly being used in the right area.
1: Alright. thank you for having us.